This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Brewers on Tap, another off-season edition. This one kind of fun because it is on the heels of Brewers on Deck this past weekend at the Wisconsin Center in downtown Milwaukee. What a fun event it turned out to be. Great crowd once again, a sellout crowd once again for the second consecutive year and a chance to see a lot of those new faces in Brewers uniforms. And we'll get into a little bit of that as we move along with the podcast here today. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff to cover. There's a lot of announcements that have come out over the last week or so since we last talked with you. And let's talk about some of the promotional stuff that has been announced for the Brewers. First off, they've released their 2020 theme night and community night schedule, and there's a whole bunch of stuff on the docket. One of the most interesting ones to me, I'm, I've got this one circled. May 2nd is going to be Top Gun Night, presented by Marcus Theaters. A Top Gun t-shirt. I might dress up as Maverick that night. I'm thinking about it. Some people might think that I'm you know, not as cool as Pete Mitchell, a.k.a. Maverick. And they're probably right, so maybe I shouldn't dress up as Maverick. Of course, the always popular Star Wars night coming your way on May the 9th. The WWE Night on July 25th. That's going to be kind of a cool deal. Uh, also, boy band night. Yeah, there's going to be a boy band night on August 22nd. I want it that way. Superman night on September 5th. Of course, the always popular Hispanic Heritage Night as well. That's coming September 15th as well. And there's a whole bunch of other great opportunities. Another big one, Bark at the Park Night. We throw it back a little bit to June the 10th for that one which will be a very popular one as well. So that's exciting. That complete schedule there, just go to brewers.com and check out the schedule. Brewers.com slash theme nights if you want to go straight to the source on that one. Or you can always call the Brewers ticket office at 414-902-4000. Other exciting things. This one a little bit more pressing because it's coming up for spring training. The Brewers announced a $29 all spring training game pass on the lawn. So you get this pass for 29 bucks, and you can go sit on the berms over the course of the entire Cactus League schedule. Who wouldn't want to do something like that? And then, of course, it's really important that you mark down February 15th on your calendar. If you're looking for opening day tickets, if you're looking for those single game tickets that you want to get in on, they're going to go on sale February 15th at Miller Park. The Arctic tailgate is coming your way, and boy, that's always fun. I've been out there the last four years for Arctic tailgate. Can't wait to be back out there again this year for it as well. Again, single game tickets are going to go on sale that day at Miller Park. You also can call 
414-902-4000, or go online. It starts at 9 a.m. on February 15th. But the fans brave enough to face those harsh Wisconsin winter weather conditions. The party will actually start on that Friday night before on February 14th. Tents can begin to set up at noon on Valentine's Day. What a romantic way to spend your Valentine's Day. Beginning as early as 3 p.m., we're going to start seeing live music by bands like Mission Accomplished and appearances by Brewers alumni Bernie Brewer and the Johnsonville Famous Racing Sausages. Miller Park is going to be the place for fans to go have their fun, and uh, we hope to see you out there for it. going to be fun. I'll be there uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, Greg Matzik from WTMJ is going to be out there on Friday as well. Uh, it's going to be very, very cool, and we hope that we'll see you out there for it. Okay, we told you, Brewers on Deck was this past weekend, and it was a fun one. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was good to see some of these new faces in a Brewers uniform. Brewers have a bunch of new faces, whether it's Ryan Healy, Justin Smoke, Avisael Garcia, uh, Eric Sogard, who's not so new, but he's kind of new because he's back after spending a year away from the crew. It was good to see all these new names and start to get familiar with some of them. And I had a chance to catch up with the not-so-new Eric Sogard and talk to him about what brought him back to Milwaukee. Here at Brewers on Deck is another edition of Brewers on Tap coming your way, and we are joined by Brewers infielder Eric Sogard back with the crew after a year away. I don't know that you thought that your path would lead you back here, but I know you're excited about it because I know you loved your time here. Yeah, absolutely. I was a little surprised, but you know, the second I heard Brewers reached out, I was absolutely very excited. And uh, you know, to be able to get a deal done, you know, the family and I aren't couldn't be any happier to be here and you know back where we love. It's a crazy game, and I know I'm not the first person to tell you that. You know that yourself. But I keep thinking back to a year ago in Montreal. You're on a non-roster invite trying to make the team with Toronto. And I see you because the Brewers and, and the Blue Jays are, are playing. And I see you like from across the road and we're like waving. And, you know, a few days later you make the team and you end up having this great year. And now here you are again back in Milwaukee. The game's really wild. There's times when you're down and you think it's not going to turn around for me. And then if you just kind of keep at it and you persevere – good things happen again and that's kind of been your last 18 months or so oh yeah for sure it's been uh quite the roller coaster indeed and you know had an awesome 2017 here and you know obviously 2018 didn't go the way I wanted I didn't leave Milwaukee the way I wanted to and you know got the opportunity with Toronto and uh you know was able to really get back on the field focus on the game and and play the way I'm capable of so I'm you know grateful for the Brewers to uh you know, still see that game in me and, and give me the opportunity to be back here and um, hope to help this team go deep in the playoffs this year. You live in Phoenix, so I'm guessing you've checked out the new facility now. <laughs> what are your impressions having been at the old one and now seeing this one? Yeah, I just I got to go in briefly after I signed, and, you know, it was really mind-blowing how amazing it looked. Um, you know, I'm excited to be down there, you know, every day and, you know, just to use those facilities. Uh, I think it can help us all around as a team, uh, make us better. Uh, it's truly something exciting. You're coming into a clubhouse that you're really familiar with. You know a lot of this core already. But also, you're kind of in a unique spot because a lot of the other newcomers you played with last year. VCL Garcia you played with in Tampa. Justin Smoke you played with in the Blue Jays. 
What is going to be your advice to those guys about coming into this group? Because you have a pretty good idea what this culture is like. Oh, yeah, they're going to fit in just fine. And, uh, you know, the Brewers did a great job of uh, picking a couple guys that would be on the top of my list if I had to choose from those teams as well. So, you know, it's exciting to have them in here and uh, hopefully give them a little more comfort that they know at least myself. And, um, you know, they're going to fit in nicely and it's going to be fun. You didn't spend a ton of time in Tampa, but that time you were there, I know you enjoyed because you got to the postseason last year. What was your impression of that team, kind of that culture, that front office, everything that you were able to absorb from Tampa, and, and does it remind you a little bit of this place too? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they do a great job of, of putting all these different pieces together and, and you know, using that on the field. Um, you know, we have a lot of depth here in Milwaukee, and, you know, I know Council do a great job of, of using guys and putting them in the best position to succeed. And, um, you know, there's a reason why both teams were in the playoffs last year, and um, I could see them both in the future again. It's hard to do when you're in the grind of playing every day. How much did you try to keep tabs on these guys back here while you were gone? Yeah, a little bit. Obviously, it's even more challenging being in the American League, so you don't you don't follow as much. But you know, once they were making their late run uh, toward the playoffs and, and the wild card, is you know need to watch them and, and cheer from cheer for them in a way. You know, and uh, you know you know just happy for all their success. Your family is a favorite in Milwaukee. Everybody has kind of gravitated toward the Sogard family. Um, how excited are they to be back and be a part of this again? You know, very excited. Um, you know, they love their time here, and you know, the fans and everyone were so great to my wife, and you know, I think Sadie when she blew up on the internet then. Um, <laughs> so now they're they're excited just to come back and you know be with the people that they loved uh, while they were here, and you know, hopefully make new memories. I know the wives are excited because they get a great softball player back for their softball team too. <laughs> Yes, uh, she is excited about that. She will not be pregnant this year for that, so she can really go full force. <laughs> well, Eric, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. And my thanks to Eric Sogard for joining me on Brewers on Tap. That's the position player side of things. Brewers have a lot of new faces. We mentioned Garcia. We mentioned Sogard. We mentioned uh, Ryan Healy. We mentioned Justin Smoke. Uh, Luis Urias, who does have the, the hamate bone surgery that was uh, taken care of earlier this week, but uh, he's expected to be ready to go around the beginning of the regular season. So that's certainly good news there. The Brewers have said that they kind of feel like they dodged a bullet on that one. It could have been worse, but Urias is still somebody that they think will factor into things before it's all said and done this year. But what about the pitching standpoint? Brewers added some new faces there. Josh Lindblom, who you talked to uh, and listened to on this podcast earlier in the offseason. Left-hander Brett Anderson is now a part of the Brewers' rotation, of course. And the Brewers made a move even after on deck as they signed right-handed reliever David Phelps, who, of course, spent last year with the Cubs and the Blue Jays. He's had some good years at the Marlins and has been a very quality reliever over the course of his career. But another name for the Brewers that's not a newcomer, but is going to have a huge role in 2020. If the Brewers are going to contend for the NL Central, this guy is going to be a big reason why, in my opinion. And that's right-hander Adrian Hauser. Hauser had a good year last year. Last year, Adrian Hauser did not begin the year up. Then he came up, made a spot start. Then he ended up being absolutely lights out at the back of that bullpen. 
and then the Brewers had to, because of injuries, move him back into the rotation. And after he settled in, Adrian Hauser really ended up having a nice season on the mound for the Brewers, all things considered. Going back and forth, dealing with all the uncertainty, Adrian Hauser did a nice job. Adrian Hauser has big-time stuff. He has a very high ceiling. And this is going to be the first year in a while where he won't enter the season with uncertainty. Not coming back off of Tommy John, not wondering whether or not he's going to be able to impact the big league club, not wondering what role he'll be asked to impact the big league club in, knowing coming into this year he's going to be a starting pitcher and he's going to have a chance to earn a slot in that rotation, and most likely he's going to have a slot in that rotation. It's a different feeling as he prepares for 2020. Adrian Hauser is our guest from Brewers on Deck, getting ready for another season with the crew. What has this offseason been like for you in comparison to years past, where in the past you weren't sure, am I going to be on the big league roster, am I going to be, and now you kind of know, hey, I'm going to probably have a spot in this rotation, and you can kind of gear yourself towards that. Has that been an advantage for you this offseason? Yes, I would say so. uh, A little extra motivation, you could say, Uh, you know, knowing that I'm having a chance to com- really compete for a spot and have a spot on the in the rotation and on the roster you know it's just a little bit more mo- motivation to work harder and you know prove that I've earned that spot and stuff like that so you know going into the off season it's it was been a good off season you know hit it hard and you know did did some good training and you know took some time off and did all that kind of stuff so you know going into it it's pretty good and feeling good on the other side coming back from Tommy John's always challenging and everybody kind of has their own path and their own stories that they tell when they go through it but for you 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 came back and you made it up to the big leagues in 2018 last year you had a more expanded role some as a reliever success as a reliever and then you had some great stretches as a starter too is it does it feel complete not that you're not that you're in a complete place where you're not still trying to develop but from the standpoint of like all right, I've, I've kind of put the whole rehab in the in the process of getting back behind me now. Yeah, I think you can you can say that it was a successful surgery. Now, I think that's you know what we kind of planned was that it, we're not going to call it a successful surgery until I'm in the big leagues, and I think we can now say that it's been a successful surgery. So, you know, it's uh, it's been crazy. It's been a long journey, but yeah, I definitely think you know I'm past that stage, and uh, you know. All the stuff that I've learned going through all that, you know, it's helped me down the line, and I think it'll keep helping me and benefiting me and help me take care of my body. As you look back at last year, specifically as a starter, what are the things that you say, okay, here are the three things I want to really focus on, or maybe it's five or maybe it's two, whatever it is, but here are some of the things I really want to lock in on to continue to develop and take that next step. Uh, yeah, just being more con- being consistent, you know, going out every time and being consistent, knowing what I need to do to be consistent. And part of that's just, you know, mechanics-wise, you know, being stretched out and that, that kind of stuff. That way I'm not having to deal with any injuries or anything like that. Just, oh, well, taking care of the body and, you know, really working on what I do best and really fine-tuning a lot of that stuff. And it's uh, it's been a process. And I think when you're in a good spot last year at the end of the year, and I took that into the offseason. So, I, you know, going into spring training, I think we're in a pretty good spot to start off and have a good building plan. 
You have a new catcher to break in this year, and Omar Narvaez, but you do have Manny back, and he's kind of been that one consistent piece over the last three years or so. So I'm sure you're very glad that you still have Manny, too, as you're learning a new catcher. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's always nice to have somebody back there who knows knows how you work and kind of works well with you. And, uh, you know, bringing in Omar, it would be nice to be able to work with him. And, you know, we'll get in, get on page together in spring training and figure out what works best for both of us. And, you know, it's going to be a, be a good time and good learning experience for us. How often do you communicate in the offseason, Chris Hook? And do, I mean, do you guys keep tabs on each other a little bit? Does he check in on you once in a uh, while? Yeah, every now and then we'll, uh, you know, he'll about once a month, every once every month or so, and he'll, you know, check in on us, make sure we're doing good, and kind of just see how we're doing. Everything's been going well and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we hear from him every now and then, just you know, make sure we're doing all right and staying staying healthy and staying on staying on what we need to do. What has he brought to the table? And, of course, I mean, this is a guy that's so familiar with a lot of you guys that came up through the system because it's not just been at the big league level. But with all the numbers and all the all the different things that are at his disposal, I know he's really talented at being able to take that and absorb it and then present it to you in a way that can help you fulfill your potential. How has he helped in that regard beyond just the simple part of – well, not the simple part, but the more common – thought of what a pitching coach does when talking about mechanics and things like that yeah I think it, it's helped me a lot that uh, I had hooky and double a when I first got traded over so being with him the rest of that and then following year after that you know I think him knowing me and how I work like how I think on the mound and that kind of stuff I think it's helped us both because he knows how to you know take those numbers like you said and he can present them to me in a way that it'd be more beneficial for me and I think it's helped a lot you know we've made a lot of progress and just you know some mechanics things and all that kind of like some pitch work that kind of stuff and I think you know having him there and just having you know being familiar with each other I think helped a lot. What's it like being back at on deck and being able to to see all these fans come out and support this this organization like they do? Oh it's amazing you know every every year I've been here about four or five years now and every year it seems like there's more and more people that show up and we love it you know the fans are excited for the baseball season and we're excited for the baseball season and it's nice to see them out here with us celebrating and getting ready for the season. Adrian we appreciate it thanks so much. Thank you. And my thanks to Adrian Hauser for joining me here on Brewers on Tap. Good to talk to Adrian and I think he is in store for a really big season before it's all said and done. Hey, one final note on the Brewers. We talked about all those theme nights. How about the 50th anniversary season with all the special promotions that are going to be going on around the 50th anniversary season? Here's what you have. You got 70s weekend coming up starting on April the 10th. That's a Friday night against the Mets. Of course, Saturday and Sunday culminates in Sunday with a Hank Aaron bobblehead to the first 35,000 ticketed fans. Then 80s weekend coming your way. In early May, it starts Friday, May 1st, runs through the 3rd. 1980s Paul Molitor bobblehead to the first 35,000 ticketed fans. Then you get the 50th anniversary celebration in June. That's going to be really cool, presented by American Family Insurance. Then you've got 90s weekend, July 10th, against the Rockies. Of course, as well, July 11th, July 12th. And on Sunday, July 12th, there's a Robin Yount bobblehead to the first 35,000 ticketed fans. And then 2000s weekend, that's coming up Friday, August 21st through the 23rd. Ben Sheets bobblehead to the first 35,000 ticketed fans. And then the 10s decade, that's coming up Friday, September 4th through the 6th. And a Ryan Braun bobblehead to the first 35,000 ticketed fans. Those are just some of the things that are going to be going on 
around that 50th anniversary celebration for the Brewers this coming year. We're excited about it. It's going to be a blast. We're going to see you out at the ballpark. We will next talk to you from sunny Arizona as we get ready for the Brewers Cactus League season to get started. Stay warm. Think warm thoughts. Baseball's almost here, folks. It was good to see it on deck this past weekend, and hopefully we'll see you down in Arizona soon. Until then, I'm Lane Grinder. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.